0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown, live streamed every weekday at
1: 6:30am. It's Friday, 10 February. UK GDP expected today. Expectation is 0%. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, we're going to be chatting with Chantal Marks from FNB. We had the Arsenal middle results and that spur update. The spur update, really good. I mean, a lot of moving parts in it, which impacted the base effect. Uh, and we're chatting anything positive for the SA economy out of that zona. And do states of disaster, electricity ministers, I mean, do Are these going to make a difference? And then my thoughts on commodities, what's happening to that super cycle? I don't like the phrase super cycle, but it is what gets bandied around. And a lot of folks saying, where's it gone? This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Uh, unbelievable, Steinhoff falls to another new low. Uh, 34 cents, lowest price it has ever been. Uh, truthfully, it's worth zero. Business day, SA mining output tumbles down a mine shaft. Again, mining activity shrinks for the 11th month in a row. Morning markets, uh, it's all red out there. US saw the S&P and the NASDAQ both down 0.9%. Asia uh, saw Sydney off half a percent. Tokyo down 00 0.5%, just a handful of points. Commodities red gold 1871, Brent 84.24, platinum 956 and palladium 1613. Rand 17.79, Bitcoin 21900, 10 cent trading down 2.3% in Hong Kong lunch break and top 40 opening call down 600 points that is 0.8% to the red.
0: MoneyWeb now on The Money. Also available on podcast.
1: Chaining now with Chantal Marks, uh, Head of Research at f Wealth and Investment. Chantal, appreciate the uh, early morning time. Links touch on that, on that Arsenal middle update first, or was it, sorry, uh, results. We saw the update a few weeks ago. Uh, the update told us it was going to be a bit of a horror show. Truthfully, it was a bit of a horror show, particularly that second half.
2: Yes, and I think what's really disappointing here is that you actually had a situation where steel prices were pretty solid. So if ArcelorMittal Mittel was actually able to get product to port, I think they would have performed a lot better. They would have actually had a bumper
1: mm-hmm.
2: second half, but they had such a big problem with actually getting their product to port that they, they, I think capacity utilization fell to just 47%. I mean, that is extremely low. That means that they're deliberately reducing their output because there's just no point. (laughs) They can't get it out of the country.
1: Yeah, I take your point on that. There is no, no use in making something if you can't ship it, which then says that the Arsenal metal story, because a lot of folks have been saying, oh, is there opportunity here? I mean, this is not in their hands. This, this sits with government uh, and, and or transnet and, 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 and uh, actually exporting stuff, which is not a fun place for a business to be or an investor.
2: Yeah, so I mean, ArcelorMittal has a has a few problems. I mean, obviously there's the external stuff, but then there's internal stuff as well. They've been trying to to fix their cost base, and um, they've been really working quite hard to get um, efficiencies going in that business. Uh, they've been working really hard on bringing down debt and it does look a lot better operationally and balance sheet wise relative to a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But the the steel industry in South Africa struggles to be internationally competitive, so. So there, there there are there's a lot that needs to happen for this business to really motor um one area that i'm quite excited about is it's it's green steel initiatives that it's getting involved with with Sasol but I mean this is like a, a long term kind of thematic story um and really not something that I think is going to do much in the next uh, call it one, two, three years, so over a medium-term framework. So I, I'm still a bit circumspect on this one. I mean, it's a it's a stock that I'll continue to watch with interest, but probably from the sidelines.
1: Yeah, and I take your point on the green story. It, it is a good story, but it, it it's going to roll slowly. Uh, the, the spur trading update, uh, there was some base effect which skewed the numbers. Uh, make no mistake about that, but I, I, I still thought it was a, a, a chunky-looking update. I mean, folks are, I mean, I don't know, maybe we're avoiding load shedding by, by getting burgers and and, and, and the like at Spur.
2: This is absolutely what I'm thinking as well. I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a mom of two young boys. Um, it's pretty frustrating sitting here at home with load shedding on a on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> now that they've introduced uh, the breakfasts at the Spur and the Panerottis, Um it's just a it's just a, a decent outing for a family when when you're dealing with load shedding. And I mean, I've been speaking to to other parents as well, and um, and really, it's a it's an option for families uh, and a really pleasant option for families. When, um, when you are actually effectively sitting in the dark at home. Um, I think if you look at what the REITs have been saying as well in terms of footfall, mm-hmm. uh, I think families are also returning to malls. So that is also, I think, supportive of this, this business specifically. Um, and they've really worked hard on repositioning some of these brands. I mean, Spurs Steak Ranches were so cringy a few years ago. But if you get into a Spur Steak Ranch now... Um, beautiful decor. They use local designers. Um, I mean, even the pendants, the lights are are beautiful. So it's it's a different business to what it was ten years ago, and even pre-COVID. And um, I mean, the the numbers don't lie, right? This is a the sales are a lot higher than they were prior to to COVID nineteen. So these guys have recovered and then some. Um, but interestingly, the share price has done absolutely nothing since then.
1: So that was exactly my point. Because they're looking at Heps, and the, let's call it one thirty-five for Heps for six months. If we lazily double it and make it two seventy for the for the full year, stock on twenty-two rand, uh, back of a matchbox, that's a PE of around eight. That seems cheap.
2: Yes, it does. Um, I think that a company like this, um, even though they're exposed to consumer, consumer disposable income, it's a little bit more uh, defensive. And uh, I do think that there are some important themes at play, both for Spur as well as Famous Brands. Um, at, and and there is that support, that longer term growth support um, that will that will probably result in them showing above average growth relative to either, other sectors. Yet they're trading at very very um, low multiples. So definitely something that we are investigating um, as a potential longer term option. Um, and
1: yeah, I, I I was very impressed with this brand. Yeah, I, I I thought so too. I thought a really really good number. And and I take your point. I think uh, folks, I I remember famous brands saying it was their, their customer base was those folks who were pressed for time. Um, now it's a case mm-hmm. of we we're pressed for for for, for power. Uh, we're struggling to get hold of my next guest. So I want to throw a curveball question at you. We, we we what I'm seeing from all of these updates and the like is particularly, I mean, Sassel perhaps most weird was power rail uh, and and and. Ports that were the problem, Austal, Mittal, similar sort of thing. The 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 State of the Nation Address last night. I mean, I to me, it it didn't make me think that 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 you know draw up a list of potential investment opportunities. And I must stress, there have been times in the past where you know, and I'm thinking back to particularly the Mbeki era, where I would be listening and thinking, oh, he has investment opportunity. Nothing jumped out at me. Anything at you, or were you fortunate enough for not even bothering to watch?
2: No, I watched the whole thing. I even watched the forty minutes of disruption. <laughs> um, so, so I, I did have a glass of wine though. Um, so that's the thing, right? I, I was also kind of listening, looking for um, I, the, the the president actually spoke about hope quite a, quite a bit. Mm. So I was looking for some hope. Um, I must say, I think the focus really yeah was on on the load shedding crisis, and I think rightly so. Um, there's a lot wrong. Um, at the moment in this country, but electricity is probably the biggest issue. So it took the bulk of um, of the president's time and energy um, in addressing this. Um, the, he did touch on other network industries. He touched on broadband again, um, which I still think is a is a great opportunity. But I mean the. The companies that are are really involved there are, are well known yeah um and i don't necessarily think there was anything new there then um when you spoke about transnet there were quite a few interesting points um the one was ports and the fact that they are getting par- a private partnership partners involved now um yeah, I was less like, where's the opportunity? And I was like, oh yeah, all of the, all of the, the tie ups with Grinrod mm-hmm, and Imperial mm-hmm. and DP Ports World and all of that is starting to, to make sense. Um, and I think you're going to start seeing a lot more action on that front, both in ports as well as, um, in, in rail. But I don't know if there's a specific investment opportunity yet. Um, I would want to see how, Transnet actually works with the private sector first before I become too excited about it. So I mean, ultimately, I think the focus being on electricity, solar PV, man, I think that that's where
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where
2: the money is to be made. So perhaps the answer is um, that you again have some support for. The
1: most boring company on the J.C., Renette. <laughs> Renette, because, of course, they, yeah. <laughs> now, I take your point, and, and I've seen you tweet about it. It is the most boring company in the J.C., and we don't mean that badly. I mean, that, that's not a, a diss no. on them. I mean, they've been around, I think, since the 1800s. They were listed at around the time of the, of, of the Second World War. Uh, we'll leave that there. Uh, that's Chantal Marks, Head of Research, F&B, Wealth and Investment. Always appreciate the time.
3: Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Stanlib Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager.
0: MoneyWeb now. On the money.
1: Taking with Dr. Mkhili Mondi from WIT. Mkhili, appreciate the time today. The, the President's State of the Nation address last night, I, I, it, the, the, the key theme was obviously around the power crisis. No surprises in that. The two big announcements is a state of disaster an electricity minister. I mean, your sense, listening to the speech last night, is, is this, is this going to solve our problem? Or is that trust deficit from, cap, from, from government really a case of we've heard stories before, but we haven't seen the action?
4: It's a continuous a scratch record. I think he's deploying another CADA uh, from one of the senior ANC people to the minister uh, of electricity. Mm-hmm. And secondly, uh, hopeful, in fact, he hopes that that minister could be a, a Hendrik van der Bale type of minister. Uh, many, many of listeners will remember that Henrik van der bale were, who was recruited by uh, our general, General Lensmaerts, mm-hmm. uh, to try and, and resolve uh, the manufacturing challenge of South Africa and stop his lands from mining. So he's hoping that this person become like that unfortunately most of the professional capabilities you know your scientists are still at the MRE, so this really an indecisive president who's failed to take hard decisions first as a deputy president managing the war room uh yeah. under zuma but secondly also Uh, all opportunities that have availed himself as a president of the country since 2018 to deal with the crisis and deal particularly with the DMRE and public enterprises ministers who have been dismal in terms of ensuring that the SOEs, as well as specifically here, ESCOM, does uh, uh, get split into three uh, so that these three different entities can stand alone and therefore... Each and every entity can bring competition. We've seen that at least the president has allowed competition on generation. However, I remain very concerned because the key uh, institution within the ESCOM vertical integration uh, is the transmission company. And as yeah. long as that does not stand alone, Is not that you don't spend money on new infrastructure to allow new generation coming from different sources of technologies. I think uh, it's the same thing. I don't think much is going to be achieved, particularly given that we're under 18 months for him to become. Uh, Re elected should we
1: win the election. And I take your point around the dithering. I mean, w- one of the reports I that Ministers Gordon and Mantasha are, are always at loggerheads. Throwing a third minister in it, it might just make us a tricker of loggerheads rather than, than sort of getting someone at the top. I mean, the, the, the hard decision is, is perhaps that the cabinet reshuffle will tell us more than anything else. You know, show us rather than tell us
4: this is really the, the 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 symbolism and what uh president maposa represent indecisive ineffective leader uh, and really just uh, shifting chairs but without really taking the hard decision the country uh requires so we have a leadership crisis uh, and basically what it does to south africans who've been following this is that it seems to me that the anc has completely run out of ideas uh, it's not the vehicle that will be able to take us out of the mess that they created. So I'm hoping that uh, web listeners uh, will be able to make, take those decisions come 2024 uh, to, to really give other parties a chance and get rid of the ANC because with the ANC in power, this country is going to go uh, deeper and deeper into crisis.
1: We'll leave that there. Uh, that's Dr Monday from WITS. Appreciate the early morning time. And that's our poll today, chatting around that president's plan, state of disaster, electricity minister to solve load shedding. Do you think these measures will help bring the power back? Uh, Yes, it's good ideas. Perhaps you're already off grid and this is all largely moot. Or perhaps you think the government doesn't have the answer. Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter.
3: Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at Stanlib.com forward slash more. StanLib Asset Management is an authorized financial
1: services provider.
0: Moneyweb Now. On the money. Also available on podcast.
1: Uh, thoughts on commodities in the super cycle? And I say up front, I'm I'm not a f- super fan of the phrase super cycle, but, but certainly commodities are long cycle uh, businesses simply because, you know, if you want to, Start a copper mine or any sort of mine, it, it's going to take an age. It's going to take time. Brownfields, greenfields, you're talking years, maybe seven or eight. Uh, if you can really move it fast, maybe two or three. As opposed to an agri soft commodities, uh, you want to switch from, you know, I don't know, corn to soya. Well, you just plant something different. But people have been saying, where is it? And and, and commodity prices are under pressure. And my sense is it's kind of still there, but there's some T's and C's. Yes, prices are off the high of 2021. Those were mostly record highs. Uh, some exceptions, for example, platinum, the record of plus 2,000 is still from 2007, and uh, platinum is sub, currently sub 1,000. But those commodity prices are still at elevated levels. I mean, look at iron ore, around $120 uh, a ton. Uh, look at copper moving again. We've got... a. Uh, 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 Coal at at, at at huge prices. Gold above eighteen hundred. What I think we are seeing is some global demand is is waning, and and that is concerns around simply a, a, a global recession. There is the, the build back bigger from, from, from uh, America. There's lots of talk around spending on infrastructure. My sense is we haven't seen a lot of that yet, but that will certainly help demand. Of course, China opening up will also help underpin demand. So my sense is that the demand is is really still there, and I think that is important, and, and, and we've got that demand, and, and, it, and it matters. It might be a a little bit weaker. But the other side of the equation, of course, is always the supply. And as we, Wayne McCurry will say repeatedly, no major new projects in almost a decade. That is absolutely telling. Um, miners have just stepped back. ESG makes new projects even harder. Uh, for example, a copper mine in, in Chile used to take you six months to get permissions. Now it can take you up to two years. So I think the underpin remains. I think commodities are a good space to be for the next couple of years. Uh, Unfortunately, in South Africa, our challenges are rail, port, and power. that's it for today we're chatting with Bertie Noel yesterday from Momentum on paying for rooftop solar or battery backup in the face of this persistent load shedding we asked if you had made the move to off-grid or backup power a third of you said that you have and it's awesome and you know what everyone I speak to who has they agree. It's awesome. Another third say it's too expensive. And yep, everyone I speak to, it's not cheap. While a quarter say you're in process, and some of you say it's just not possible where you live, body corporates and trustees. Have your vote. Have your say. Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWear website's in the app, 6.30 a.m., Podcast just after seven. Thanks to my team, Edith Nobuchlet Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Moneyweb Now. Watch out again. Monday, we're talking a new copper listing coming to the JSC. You've been
0: listening to another Moneyweb Now podcast posted every weekday at 7 AM on moneyweb.co.za. Moneyweb Now on the money.